Welcome to Mastering Midlife with Heidi. I'm Heidi, certified hypnotist and mindset coach, and in this podcast, I'm breaking down my secret code for midlife success. Are you trying to overcome people-pleasing behaviors, navigating divorce, living in debilitating self-doubt, or something else keeping you stuck? You're in the right place. I know that you're ready to get to the next level of your life feeling happy and fulfilled, so let's get started. Hey there, welcome to this episode of Mastering Midlife with Heidi, where we're diving into the topic of being a people-pleasing, procrastinating perfectionist. Unfortunately, a pattern of behaviors I know too well. These behaviors, together and separate, are coping mechanisms that we learn when we're young. We're not born with them. They're behaviors we usually develop in an attempt to make sense of the world or to feel safe. A few years ago, I started recognizing that people-pleasing, perfectionism, and procrastination all seemed to run in the same circles for me. They're like best friends who can't go to the bathroom alone. They all have to tag along, especially perfectionism and procrastination, true partners in crime. This trio is what we're talking about in today's episode. I'm breaking down how they feed off of each other, what keeps you trapped in this cycle, and what to do to break the patterns. Ready? Let's dive into what I call the trifecta of peas. I've come to realize that this trifecta of traits I had developed over the years, people-pleasing, procrastination, and perfectionism, when combined is like one mosquito in a bedroom at night. It seems fairly harmless, maybe not even noticeable to the average person but I am highly sensitive to mosquitoes and will start itching the moment one comes even close to me. So leaving one to its own devices all night while I try to sleep is a recipe for disaster. I'll wake up with welts on my ankles, even if I'm covered head to toe with blankets. When we look at each of these three behaviors individually, All of them can seem fairly insignificant and harmless on a single instant basis. But over time, if left unchecked, like the mosquito, this trio of behaviors will significantly impact your life. They can become overwhelming and actually lead to chronic stress and burnout. But worse than that, they can lead to diminished self-esteem and an overall unhealthy sense of self. They can cause you to doubt yourself and to start playing small in the world. Believe me, I know, because that's what happened with me. Let's talk about how these three behaviors play off of each other. People-pleasing is something that comes naturally to a lot of people, mostly women, but hey, men, I know you're not immune to it either. We're conditioned from a young age to be nice, to say yes to everything, not question authority, and to put other people's needs before our own. I was told to be a good girl, and I learned that's just who I was supposed to be in order to be liked and accepted. And while it's great to be kind and considerate, when it turns into a compulsion to please everyone and not speak up for ourselves, it can be downright devastating to your life. Before you know it, you've grown into an adult who volunteers for everything, running yourself ragged with errands and favors for friends and family, and never having a moment to yourself. It's like you're a living, breathing doormat with welcome stamped across your forehead. And you want to know the worst part? You're not even sure why you're doing it, 
because most of the time, acting this way leaves you feeling miserable, resentful, lonely, or disappointed, or all of the above. If you've listened to previous episodes, you may remember my number one people-pleasing hurdle to overcome. Stay tuned for this 60-second break, and I'll reveal that hurdle when we return. Are you ready to break free of your defeating patterns, let go of poisonous self-doubt, and live your best life? Join us in our live 90-minute workshops, each focused on a different topic aimed at guiding you to mastering your life. I've taken the struggles clients have shared with me and created a series of workshops aimed at helping you overcome them. Challenges such as chronic stress, procrastination, boundaries, speaking up without guilt, and feeling seen and heard. As your workshop presenter, I'll guide you in uncovering your BS, your blind spots, the blocks that are keeping you from creating the life you want, and I'll teach you practical tools you can implement immediately in your life so you can master the success and happiness you've been craving. Don't let fear and doubt hold you back any longer. Head to my website, masteringmidlifewithheidi.com, and check out the latest live workshop, catch the replays of past workshops, and subscribe to my newsletter so you get all the updates. The link is in the description. Now back to the episode. All right, my number one people-pleasing hurdle to overcome was the fear of disappointing someone. This fear was so strong in me that I did everything with parents, friends, teachers, partners to keep everyone happy and not rock the boat. I didn't ever want to feel that feeling of letting someone down. This fear of disappointing someone was so prevalent, so deep for me that it caused me to start trying to perfect everything I did. My thought was that if things were perfect, then no one would be disappointed. I didn't realize it at the time, but perfecting things invisibly morphed into me trying hard to perfect me. I didn't know it, but I was developing the belief that nothing was ever good enough, that I was never good enough. My self-talk got really demeaning, telling me how things weren't perfect enough, how I wasn't perfect enough, and therefore was certainly going to disappoint someone. And disappointing people equated to not being loved and accepted, that I would be rejected. My tendency to try and do things perfectly and be perfect eventually led to procrastination. For me, perfectionism and procrastination are very closely linked to each other. Here's how. As perfectionism became a habit for me, it was ingrained, actually programmed like any habit is, in my subconscious to keep going, keep working until something was deemed perfect. The problem was that it, whatever it was, wasn't very often good enough. I would put more and more and more into something to get it exactly right. I would rework it and redo it, sometimes starting over from scratch. Most of the time, I had no idea really what the goal was. I just knew that it had to be perfect. I would spend so much time perfecting something that other things wouldn't get done, and sometimes the project I was trying to perfect wouldn't get done either. I would get behind on so many things, and then everything became overwhelming and exhausting. 
my mind started telling me, don't even start. One of our mind's jobs is to help us avoid pain, so my mind would direct me away from starting new things because it knew the cycle that I would be in. Trying to perfect and not finishing something was painful. My mind would distract me with food, the laundry, my phone, social media, making a list of all the shit that was piling up, calling my mom, paying that bill, and the list goes on and on. Our brain seeks pleasure, not pain. Not that most of those things were enjoyable either, but they were better than, or should I say less painful than, whatever project it was I was trying to start or complete. Because the brain sees change, and change can be as simple as doing anything different, it views change as pain, not pleasure, even if you want the change. That's crazy, right? The funny thing is, like I said, most of the time whatever the thing was that distracted me wasn't pleasurable either. So I would hop from distraction to distraction, taking me further and further away from the original thing I was working on, and I got into this procrastination loop. And just like perfectionism became a habit, procrastination did too. I got to the point where I wouldn't even start a project until the very last minute. I started justifying my behavior, saying I worked better under pressure. And then I heard this saying somewhere. The saying is, the way to not perfect is to put things off until the last minute. That gave me so much relief because I realized at least I wasn't the only one who had this problem. And actually waiting until the last minute did seem to take away the need to get everything so perfect. But the problem was, it caused me so much guilt, anxiety, and stress. Staying up hours past when I should have already been sleeping, making up excuses to bosses about why I wasn't finished with a project, pushing out deadlines, canceling plans with friends, being on edge and irritable, even getting distracted and procrastinating when packing for a trip that I was so excited for, that I'd been excited for for months, like the kind of excited the night before your birthday when you asked for a new bike, that kind of excited, and then only getting three or four hours of sleep, feeling miserable the next day on the way to the airport to go on a trip that I'd been super excited about for months and I made myself miserable. And every time I felt guilty for failing the other person or for failing myself, disappointing them, disappointing me. And each time that happened, it reinforced the behavior and the pattern and the voices in my head. It seemed like this trifecta of people-pleasing perfectionism and procrastination was just a part of who I was, and it was exhausting to be this way. Now, I didn't make this big quantum leap from a people-pleasing, procrastinating perfectionist to someone who figured out the secret formula and suddenly has her shit together, and I'm not going to pretend that I do. If you only knew how much perfecting and procrastinating went into starting this podcast to starting Mastering Midlife with Heidi, and honestly, into almost every episode, the perfectionism and procrastination almost made me quit. 
You would probably roll your eyes if I told you the stories. I know my mom does, and she says, I certainly don't get this behavior from her. But I have figured out a huge part of it. I've studied these behaviors now long enough that I know for me, all three developed from wanting to fit in, be loved and accepted, and not disappoint someone. When these behaviors were forming when I was young, they came from a place of needing to be a certain way, to not show flaws or imperfections because I thought that would get me kicked out of the inner circle. Not showing up perfect would mean I wouldn't be liked and accepted. What I've figured out is that these developed as coping mechanisms when I was young in a way to try and make sense of my world. In my young brain, they were survival tactics, survival techniques. People-pleasing led me to the feeling of fitting in. Perfectionism made me feel loved and accepted. Procrastination gave me attention and made me feel special because I was given preferential treatment. So the thing that gets me is if I know this information as an adult, why do I still sometimes struggle with any of these, especially procrastination and perfectionism? Are you thinking that too? Here's why. Remember when I told you that your brain likes to avoid pain? That's because one of your brain's primary jobs is to keep you safe. And of course, it sees pain as not safe. What it knows as safe is the familiar, the predictable, and the known. If you look at any pattern you have in your life, whether it's losing weight only to gain it back again, getting out of one relationship and going right into another, getting a chunk of money and then blowing it, quitting your job because it's soul-sucking, and then ending up in a very similar job, you have this pattern because your brain is taking you back there because it feels safe, to your brain anyway. Holding on to weight, feeling stuck, not trying something new, going back to a bad relationship, they're all patterns meant to keep you in the same place because that place indicates safety to your brain. Being at your goal weight, having lots of money in your bank account, feeling happy, content, and relaxed on the regular are not things that feel safe to your brain because they aren't familiar. Our patterns are the way to keep us in that safe place. And until you tell your brain otherwise, it will keep steering you back to safety and avoiding the pain because that's what it thinks you want it to do. It will keep you repeating that pattern. So what I view as sabotage, the procrastination and perfectionism, are what my brain views as safe because that's what I taught it through my repeated words and actions over the years, continuously obsessing on something to try and perfect it, or stopping and starting on things, rarely completing anything, taught my brain over time that those patterns, those behaviors are what's important to me, that they're how I want to be. There's a saying that we get good at what we practice. And I was practicing perfectionism and procrastination, and I got really good at it. I've traveled that perfection 
procrastination highway in my brain so many times that there are deep grooves in the road, and I can get pulled back into those grooves easily. It's like a smoker who's stopped smoking after years and years of smoking, but it's so easy for that person to go back to smoking because it feels safe and familiar, and the smoking groove in the highway of the brain is deep. So now I'm retraining my brain to learn a new safe, a new familiar, a new predictable. It doesn't happen overnight. And just like I trained it through my repetition of perfecting and procrastinating, I'm now training it through repetition to forge on anyway, even when I am extremely uncomfortable and even when something is taking me far longer than I think it should to complete. I'm training my brain that I'm committed no matter what, that done is better than perfect, and that the most important person's opinion on anything in my life is my own. Are you wondering how you'll know if your brain is keeping you stuck in a pattern to keep you safe? Here's how to know. When you catch yourself mindlessly eating, scrolling on social media, spending money online on more stuff that you don't need, ruminating, or whatever it is, recognize how you feel. Are you anxious, feeling stuck or scared or lonely, or maybe even feeling numb? Maybe you feel trapped or judged or not accepted. Once you're aware of how you're feeling, ask yourself if you've felt this way before. If this feeling is familiar to you, then the behavior you're exhibiting is something your brain is pushing you to do because it thinks it's keeping you safe. Your brain triggers you to do the sabotaging behavior as a way to keep you in your comfort zone. It's what you've taught it, obviously not on purpose, but it's what you've practiced. Now it's time to teach it something new, to teach it a new, safe, and familiar. The fastest, most effective, proven way to teach your brain something new is through hypnosis. Hypnosis is repetition. I use hypnosis daily and am reprogramming my mind to support me in what I'm creating in my life. We're a team now, my mind and me, and it does what I teach it is important to me. I no longer worry about fitting in and being accepted. That worry left when I started being authentic and accepting myself, imperfections and all. When I worry about what others think and pleasing them becomes my priority, I try to perfect things so that they're good enough, and I don't like that feeling. Now my barometer has become, how does this feel to me? If it gets me teary or excited or makes me smile, I know it's good and good enough and complete is what I'm after. Because I've been retraining my brain, this podcast is a reality. Without that reprogramming, I don't think I would be here because I would have let the procrastination and perfectionism stop me from moving forward and creating what I wanted in my life. So if you struggle with people-pleasing, procrastination, or perfectionism, or maybe all three like I did, coaching with my methodology is your fast track to change. In just five to eight sessions, my clients are seeing massive results, 
and results that are long-lasting. If you'd like to know more about what coaching with me looks like, shoot me an email. I'll put my email address in the episode description. Let's have a conversation. Connection is one of my top five values, so I'd love to connect with you further. Reach out and say hi, follow me on Instagram, or request to join my private Facebook community, Mastering Midlife with Heidi. If you got value from this episode and know someone would get value too, I'd love for you to share it with your family and friends. When we grow and expand and help others do the same, the world becomes a better place. And until the next episode, remember to give yourself grace for the place that you're in. Talk to you soon. Thank you for spending time with me today. To continue on your journey of mastering midlife, click the link in the description to download my free guide, 20 Ways to Say No Without Feeling Guilty. See you in the next episode.